Hi, this is Tim with Chalakin Outdoors, and today's episode, Susie's Question. I don't know if I really have a question, or maybe I do. It's a good topic. <laughs> All right, what's your topic? How to keep your marriage fresh. Do fresh things. That's a simple one. Simple to say. Well, I agree, it's simple to say. And in some ways, it's simple to do, I think. I mean, it's just keeping things fresh. Don't always do the same stuff. Try something new. Don't be afraid of it. And, and I think another thing is you have to not just hear each other, but you have to listen. There's a lot of hidden conversation that you really miss if you're not listening. Now you're getting... <laughs> now, you, now she's getting into that whole thing that I don't understand. And I don't know if any man does understand that. Because to me, language is language. If I say good morning, hey, baby, how about some bacon and eggs this morning? You know, there ain't nothing hidden. I think, you know. You're going to get that. Say, you're going to get those, right? You're going to get that bacon and eggs. Correct. Right? Yeah. If you really listen to what I said. But if you really just said what you want and what you think, I wouldn't have to go to the secret code you know, when I really want bacon and eggs, I really tell you that's what I want. If if I want something else, I tell you that's what I want. Yeah, sometimes you get it, sometimes you don't. And, and that's just life. Yeah, it is, because sometimes we can't for it. But the reason I went there is because, and I think with this time around with us, we have learned that to talk about it to where yeah. before. Because it's important. Yeah. But it's important. But in a lot of marriages today, young marriages, I think that's where they lose each other is in listening to each other. Don't you? Oh, I think in a lot of marriages. I think in older marriages where people have been married for a lot of years, they stop listening. Yeah. They just exist together in the same area and with that in each little step that you stop whether you stop listening you stop taking the time to do you know the little things that matter you know so i know his favorite jelly on his toast is great oh well i reached for the strawberry that's what he's getting those little bitty things like that matters should matter to you both really because if I set it down in front of you, I'm thinking, I know he really likes that. And thinking that he would think, she really took the time because she knows I like this. And that's, for me anyway, I think that's, there are days when I do, I don't have anything pressing on my mind and I'm not, life is not in the way and I just look at your beautiful face and think, wow. I'm so lucky. Look, she gave me what I exactly what I wanted. I got grape jelly or I got blackberry jelly. Right, and you're not always just gonna praise each other 24/7, but sometimes you got to put that out there, especially with you. You know if I'm down. You know if something's off, because you never fail to say, "You all right." You just seem like something might be bothering you. 
Now, I may say everything's fine, and when you leave the room, just have a full-blown cry. But, and that's the breakdown of that communication. I mm -hmm. ask you with a sincere desire to listen to you and whatever's bothering you without being judgmental, without just, just to be what I thought or I think now, because when I was younger, I, it never crossed my mind that that's what a husband should be. But what I think of now is part of a husband is that I do recognize when something's wrong, and I know it is, but I also know that a lot of times you're not going to tell me. You're going to deal with it in your own way, in your own space, and mm -hmm. not allow me to share that with you which is what I think is part of what makes a good marriage. And I do too. Those times, I you shouldn't have to go do. through it alone. I think that I think that definitely hurts right from the beginning. That if at the beginning of your marriage, if you've learned to deal with it on your own, just you know, only share the good parts. No, you can't do that because there is a lot of hard parts that you need to go through together, not alone. Well, I mean, I, I agree with that, but I'm just saying that that's not what happens most of the time. No, it's not. Especially, you know, especially men. Men don't, we don't want to say something's wrong. We don't want you to have to worry about whatever it is that's, that's on our mind and bugging us. And so we'll just shut up and we'll go out there and beat on something in the garage and, you know, find something to fix or tear up or something. Right. But and even at that... quiet, like you said, go into their own little room or whatever and uh -huh. wait till I go out to the garage to work on a car or in the yard to mow the grass and then have their cry and call one of their girlfriends or sisters right. or whatever. and say, he didn't say one word to me about what was wrong. You didn't tell him anything was bothering you. See, I'm taking fault here too. Well, I'm just saying that that's what's on my heart because a lot of articles that I've been reading on Facebook, young people, is the lack of communication. Mm -hmm. It's easier to call the girlfriend and just dog him. Yeah. You know, when he don't even know nothing's going on. But what I'm saying, I'm not trying to put no blame on him or her. I'm just saying all the hearing... You can hear each other, you can answer each other, but if you're not really listening to each other, you're missing something. You know, I mean, I'll, I'll say for me, there's tons of mornings, especially Sundays. Sundays is a pinpoint. I can get up and go in there on the couch, we have our coffee, we sit down, and you got that person on TV that does all that talking about whatever it is. You immediately see. You immediately. Did you not hear the secret language of who he is? You immediately turn that down, and just start talking to me about what it, whatever is going on in that life. I hear you, but Lord, don't stop and ask me what you said or who that person is I'm listening to. And... Right. Maybe making decisions that affect our life because of what he said, I would think that would be kind of important to you. And again, right back to, I hear you, but wasn't really listening. 
And I just, I don't know, listening to a few of the girls that I'm thinking about as I have this conversation that's going through marital issues because of just this. They're growing apart because they're not listening to each other. So how do you fix that? By talking to one another. And, and I think me and you, we had a couple of days this week that we put down our cell phones. We got away from the TV. We went back to the dining room table. We had a meal together and we communicated. But there again, that came from things that you had read about these younger people. And then you looked at us and, and I'm, I'm listening now, okay? Mm -hmm. Not just hearing. So you looked at us and you said, you know, we've gotten into this rut where right. we come home from work, we fix dinner, we get on the recliners, we eat our dinner, we have the TV going, we're both into our cell phones, we're not really paying attention to one another. We and look up is, every now and then and say, I love you. And this is becoming our norm. Uh -huh. And so through these young people that you were reading about and listening to, you ended up with realizing that that was kind of happening to us. But you never said, hey, I think this is going on with us. Right. What ended up happening was you you told me, hey, what if we have dinner at the dining room table? Right. But I'm totally, we're guilty together. You know, there's no blame. I'm not mad. Right. You're not mad. It's right. just a rut that we got into. Yeah. But that could get stellar and stellar, and I don't want that. Right. But to your point of the listening, and to my point, you have to communicate it to me, is that you didn't tell me those things. I just now figured right. out that that's why that happened. Right. I thought that you were just in a mood to do that, and I'm more than happy to share in that with right. you. But, but I if think, you had said, hey, I think we're getting in a rut. Can we do something different? But And you know, maybe, maybe you're right. But in my mind, I thought, put it in action. Fix this and, before And I'm glad broke. you did. That worked out great. But when you talk to young people, had you told either one of us to do something like that back no. 30 years no. ago? No, I mean, so so these young ladies that I've been talking to, we've kind of learned from each other. Because I've went back and told them, you know, this is how my last few days have been. You know, I hear them talking about, you know, well, he comes home and gets on the video games, and I'm cooking supper, and then we eat, and he's on his phone, I'm on my phone. And, you know, it's probably... 75% of America today, that's how family. But the thing is, are you happy like that? I'm not telling you to, you have to change. I'm telling you that for me, I want, I want that freshness back in my relationship. I don't want to have a stale relationship. I want to love each other, flirt with each other, laugh with each other. I want all that. I do too. I do too. I enjoy that. I enjoyed our, our dinners the other night, you know. We did it twice, actually. We did it last night too. 
because it was so much fun the first night. <laughs> yeah, you know, I've always heard date nights are so important. Mm -hmm. And they are. Yeah. But you can go further than date nights. You know, you can bring that into your home and it's okay to take that break and eat in front of the TV and have your phone. It's okay to do that. I'm not saying don't ever do that again. But I'm just saying change it up. Well, yeah. And, and I think if if either side of the, the marriage feels that they need that, they need to communicate that to the other. Hey, would it be okay if I feel like we're we're spending more time on our phones and with all the distractions. Would it be okay if we just took one week, one day a week, and just even if it's just an hour, that we put our phones in another room, sit down and have dinner together, you know? And and I really feel like that if a lot of men are talked to like that, and it's explained to us. We get it. A lot of us won't be opposed to that. We'd be okay right, with it. Right. But I feel like men expect women to tell us those things and they don't. And then women expect men to just know that we feel that way. Right. And we don't. And, and I think there is a different, and there's definitely a different. Men and women have different personalities. Some you could reach with that by sitting down and talk. Some might say, well, if you're not happy eating in here, go on in there and eat at the table. I ain't stopping you. And that's true. <laughs> yeah. But then you have to, that's where it gets really hard. It because probably... now you've got to start evaluating decisions that you've made, decisions she's made, and it may come down to one of those things where it just has to be put out there. Hey, I feel as though we have a problem. We don't communicate enough. My feelings are being left over here to the side. You are not wanting to participate in this marriage and we need to do something to fix it. Or And there comes know. a time when you just have to lay it on the table yeah. and put that blame where it belongs. But I can also see in different scenarios that he or she would say, you know what, I shouldn't have said a word. This ain't worth all this fighting and fussing in my marriage. I'll just shut up and sit here and eat. Later on, that boil will fester. Correct. So how much is that marriage worth to you? Right. Because if it's not worth the conflict that you have to go through to make it a successful marriage, then how do we ever expect to have a successful marriage? True. Because anything that you succeed at, and anybody that's successful, no matter whether it's business, whether it's your marriage, whether it's raising your kids, to be successful takes time and effort. Yes, a it lot does. of it. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's exhausting sometimes, mentally, physically, emotionally. But if you're not willing to put in that effort, then what was the purpose of the marriage right. to begin Any, with? Anything worth having is worth working for. Yeah. And, and you know, we, we stand at an altar or wherever, 
and say, you know, I love you, I, you're my life partner, I want to be with you for life. Okay. And I didn't do this the first time. It never crossed my mind about that this was a life commitment to a person, which meant responsibility for their feelings, responsibility for their emotions, responsibility in some degree for their happiness. And if you're not willing to put that into it, and a lot of people maybe say I'm crazy, but that's reality. When you do things like you make my favorite breakfast and I get my favorite jelly, that was a conscious thought and effort on your side to make me happy. Right. Doing that is part of a marriage. Being right. responsible in some degree. Now, I'm not saying totally because everybody, if you're not happy, just like you was talking about the husband, and he sits there and goes, fine, you want to eat the table, go eat the table. Well, if he didn't want to put any effort into it, then maybe he's not really into the marriage and maybe the marriage isn't worth hanging on to. Right. Now, I hate to say that, and I'm not encouraging anybody to run out and get divorced because, no, no. because you couldn't get him to understand your side of something. But I am saying that men especially, we do need to listen to her. We do need to, you know, I remember when we were dating. Essentially, I was pretty selfish and probably still am. Yes. But, <laughs> but emotionally, I loved you and I wanted to give you the world. Now, I didn't have a clue how to do that or what that meant. And I didn't know how to tell you. Correct. Even if you knew. Did you really know, in, in all honesty, that marriage was going to be so hard? Oh, well, no, we were kids. One another no. and communicating with one another. You think, oh, we're just... But, but you also got to figure, you know, if I can go and tell my age here, I'm almost 60 years old. Back when we were young kids, we were kids. We hadn't experienced life. Today, kids experience life a whole lot younger because they're forced to, because of the way life has turned. So... I didn't know nothing. I didn't have a clue about nothing. I'm not sure I get that one. I don't know. I think there's a song that is called, um, don't really fit here, but it's Life Turned Her That Way. And I think today kids have to grow up faster. They have to take the bull by the horns and run because they don't have the stability. You know, families don't care about kids no more. People don't care about each other. So the kids, you know, they have to grow up faster. Where we didn't. I still sat under the tree, rode my bike up and down the street at 16 years old. Today, they don't do that. They're into 16-year-olds. You know, that's like they're 25 today. But I don't think that's out of necessity. I think that's out of... Sometimes. I think that's out of parents. Well, okay. With the inability to tell them no. Yeah. Because... In and time, in that inability, where parents don't tell them no, kids struggle. It causes that struggle because 
the parents have let them. So the kids took that plunge to now look where they're at. They're in broken marriages. Correct, but I'm not just talking about the marriage part of it. Talking about life in general. Life in general. You say yeah. life turned them that way. Well, life really didn't turn them that way. Their parents turned them that way because they well, when I think about bit, their parents, I'm they whine a little bit. They they want things that they probably aren't good for them. And in our day, you say you rode. I rode a bicycle at sixteen. Not because I wanted to, but because there was no way my parents was going to cut me loose with a car yeah. and go hang out around the neighborhood and just cruise it. Now, if I had a specific date and was going to go on that date, okay, but here are your boundaries. And now it's not, oh my Lord, she's crying again. She wants to go to the, out and see her boyfriend. And I don't even know who this kid is. Fine, go ahead. And now she's out with a guy you don't know. You find out later that, you know, he's not a 16-year-old boy she met in school. He's a 20-year-old dude trying to take advantage of your daughter. Or your son's out there hanging with people that he shouldn't be hanging with in a car that belongs to you but you didn't have enough whatever. Okay, I think we're getting way off track here. I don't think we are, because you brought that up. That's why you're trying to say that's why kids are having these failed marriages. I disagree. They're not having failed marriages because life turned them that way. Because there are no boundaries. And because there are no well, boundaries, okay. yeah, I have I'll no responsibilities. That. Maybe just worded it wrong. But I feel the same way about the situation, though. That, yeah, parents parents are too worried about what they want to do to have to worry about what their kids want to do. So it's easier just to say, yes, go ahead, because parents want to do what they want to do. Correct. But there's a lot of good parents. There is. That simply do it because they want their kids to have all the things they didn't have. And in some cases, yes. Yes, there are I parents totally agree. That are, that are good parents, but they remember having boundaries that they felt were so restrictive yeah. they weren't allowed to have a good right. time. And they don't want that for their kids. They want to be, you know, a, let their their kids experience life with their friends and enjoy themselves now because they're not always going to be young. I get it. But they're not also, because they're young, they're not able to make good choices no. and good and take responsibility for the choices that they make. And like you said, even though, yeah, you know, the parents want them to get out there, they want them to have fun, they want them to have things that they didn't have when they was young, they want them to have friends and be able to go here and go there. But in going here and going there, what's in all that? They could be, you know, a lot of danger that gets them to where what we're talking about today into the broken marriages. Correct. But that didn't start because life turned them that way. That started because their parents making choices on how to raise their children. Right. Well I just... And we've gotten away we've gotten away from the responsibility, individual responsibility. At sixteen, I was responsible for the decisions that I made, good or bad. There were consequences for those bad ones, and there were rewards for the good ones. And see, I think 
back when I was 16, I think my mama thought she was responsible for the things, the decisions I made. She was responsible to teach you better to hold you within some boundaries so that you can learn that your decisions. Right. I mean, I was just thinking about the times you've heard parents say, where did I go wrong? They took it upon themselves. They failed. Well, yeah. And, and all parents fail. Mm -hmm. I mean. But you're going to, yeah. You know, we weren't exactly model parents ourselves. Right. But. No. But in the end, somehow, some way, um, responsibility became this thing that we look at our son now and go, wow, how did this happen? Yeah. And I feel like it happened because he knew that there were boundaries. Now, just like a lot of parents today, I would say, you're grounded. You did this. I told you not to do this. You can't go anywhere for the next week. And two days later, I'm tired of listening to him. And now he's ungrounded. Or, as you said, two days later, I got something I want to do. But if he's grounded, it means I got to stay home and make sure he stays home. Right. So he's ungrounded. So he's ungrounded so that I could go and do this thing that I want to do. Right. Been there, done that. Yeah. And I agree, I, you know, to what I was just saying is that that was wrong. Right. I taught him that if you whine enough, if you fuss enough, you're going to, like they're doing today, all the things in our society are a result of that. Right. People in their 30s and 40s now think, hey, if I scream loud enough, I tear up enough stuff, I make enough temper tantrum, I'll get what I want. Yeah. So back to the marriage, though. Marriage is that big decision. And I think that a lot of us, I know for a fact that I didn't realize what a responsibility that was. I just loved you. You were beautiful. And to me, that was all that mattered. So I got to have her. There was no other thought but that. It wasn't about what are we going to do, when, if. No. No. I agree. No, I mean, I moved out of my parents' house because me and Dad got into an argument right. over me being able to stay out later. And you and, and your sister had the apartment by that time. So <laughs> I said, hey, I know what I'll do. So I guess from the very beginning of time, we all need to listen instead of just hearing. Yeah. Well, that's it today. Glad you guys came and joined us. Have a good evening. This is Tim and Susie. Remember, we love you. Have a great day.